Hello, you're listening to Boots and Heels. I'm Becca. And I'm Lizzie. Join us as we head across the country, busting some farming myths with some familiar faces. Farmer, YouTuber, and recently turned author, we're with Tom Pemberton for the last episode of Series 2 of Boots and Heels. We get stuck in on his farm, talk about his success, and reveal all for Series 3. Horrific. Uh, where did you go to? Went to uh, the RAU now. Oh, the RAC, yeah. me too. Oh, did we, you? Yeah, I did my masters there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I failed. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's quite hard to do. That. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did it. <laughs> I just didn't finish. I had a bit of a. Uh, I look. Oh God, I had a bit of a girlfriend at the time. She was a nightmare, and just <laughs> fails. Never brought it up. Well, we, we don't chat about in the family. <laughs> <laughs> I, just didn't like finish, I just didn't finish the coursework. I just wanted to get home. I wanted to work. Yeah. It yeah. didn't really. It probably wasn't perfect for me the RIT. Yeah. And um, because it was just obviously I'm northern. I'm a farm covering shit. You know the RIC is not northern. Yeah. It is not covering shit. Yeah. It is like I would have been better at Harper to be honest. Yeah. But I had yeah. a good crack and like me mate that we chatting about before, whose dad's a vet and whatever. I'm going to his daughter's christening like in ten days. I met people that I'd never met in my life. Exactly. Yeah. You still make. You oh still yeah. Get, fit in with your group don't you yeah yeah and then it's probably better because i'm not dealing with the same people that i would have dealt with anyway yeah. these people are like completely different it's like all right yeah you learn from them yeah. and they're the same people that we chat about before that probably don't know about x y and z definitely yeah. definitely so have you so you came back to farm were you completely involved in the farm before uni or yeah, yeah. So, or? so when i was 15 16 i was uh, i was on holiday in portugal it's a bit like that it wasn't like that's when i kind of started on holiday in portugal and i was like sat there doing x y and z i was like i just want to go home i want to get a boiler suit i want to start farming i want to start farming i never started really before then and then got the boiler suit that summer and then started farming they did christmases weekends holidays whenever i could and then i was like okay this is what i want to do and my dad never pushed it on me he actually always told me not to farm um he was just like don't farm there's no money in it uh, then i went to the rac i got my unconditional offer um the day day of my results so i didn't even get my results before i got my unconditional so i was like ah oh, sick let's yeah. go um my, yeah i was never good at school so i got two two easy years on a daft you know i'm just not yeah. um academic i'm heavily dyslexic and then i went to the rac did that course for two years and then came back i was just desperate to come back farming yeah. came back farming worked for a year under a guy um called paul coleman he was a farm manager he was very stern like you that is the way i learned black and white yeah if you yeah. did something wrong it didn't matter that i was dad's son he was my boss and if he used to bollock me if i did it you wrong, knew about I it know, can i say that on yeah like, you yeah, 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 yeah. um yeah so he he trained under him for like a year my dad because we were quite busy here so my dad kind of oversees everything for not farm shop at the moment like we usually we doorstep delivery uh wholesales and uh, he used to oversee all the staff yeah so he was my boss paul and then just if you did something wrong i remember like i didn't feed the calves just like enough water enough cake once and god i just got bollocking every time you come into the pile after you because he used to milk and i would do the outside jobs um and it'd be like where have you been you've been asleep like and you'd go faster and faster every time have you where have you been have you been asleep uh, you haven't done that better but it made you better and better yeah and that's why like now i've probably got quite an obsessive um 
nature in me like if i want to do something i crack on yeah and i like i get like yeah i do get obsessed but people like you've got a bad name for obsession um in my idea but i quite like it you've got if you want to be good at anything you've got to have a little bit of obsession about a bit of an edge to it yeah 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 mm. uh, and then so when i was 20 21 uh, paul left went to go drive big trucks because more money in that than farming and my dad gave me three months to kind of give it a go. He's like, oh, we'll try you, we'll try you three months. And then we never looked back. So yeah. I've been doing it like nine years. This year was the first time we've employed someone to kind of do my job, um, like look after the cows because mm -hmm. I'm kind of the most flaky employee ever, um, doing <laughs> everything from like, so obviously got some TV stuff going on, uh, some YouTube stuff going you got on. Your book? Like, my book coming yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so that was incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got them tomorrow chatting to all them. That's coming out in April. That's so cool. How and did that even happen? Yeah, like you went from YouTube to now like writing books. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah. So it just unreal. So obviously you started uh, making videos. We, we had a raw milk vending machine. We just yeah. opened it, like had it for like two weeks. Raw milk means what? Raw milk means unpasteurized, unhomogenized. Thank so you. Everything straight from the straight from the cow. Um, there are some serious regulations you got to go through. We TB every year now instead of every four, which is a pain in the ass. Um, but excellent. Yeah, we put this raw milk vending machine in. Great expense. Shed around it. And I was like, I want to kind of. I saw someone do this video, and I thought I could do this. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't know anything about it. My girlfriend, but now wife, we um, at the time, <laughs> uh, she was like, I can do this. She can. She, she did a photography and film like degree ish at sixth form whatever it is a level yeah. and she was like yeah we'll film you on the cart they're like it took us like 20 goes and i was like pick up the carton like, who am i <laughs> uh, it was rubbish and we we filmed it anyway we put it on facebook it got like 11,000 views put it on youtube got 200 views i put it i was on holiday in spain like as you do and then um it like got 11,000 views on facebook i was like this is amazing um so we'll do it again so the calf building which is just behind us uh, I just was like, okay, we'll rear our calves. I thought the farming has got such a bad name, and that was mm. four, five. I think it's 2016, so it's six years ago, which is mental. Yeah. I wasn't as consistent then. I was like every two, three months or whatever. And I was like, okay, we'll do our rear our calves. You know, we put our calf coats on, and this is what we do. We, uh, thing until we were filming on like a DSLR. If you don't know, that's like a um, like a photography camera. There's different cameras. I've learned so much going on. Um, and like it goes to the point where I knew nothing about social media. Uh, we're out with my mate like Saturday night on the beers, whatever, and then Saturday, Sunday morning, chatting to the girlfriend, the wife now. Um, and talking about Snapchat, I didn't have it. I had no idea what it was. And you she was love like, Snapchat. <laughs> I think it's a young farmer's thing. It's the only way you 100%, talk. 100%, 100% is her thing. See, I, people can't believe, like, oh, you might be talking talking to a new boy. Oh, so you text, you know, are you texting them? I don't even have their number. Yeah, like, it's all about Snapchat. All about Snapchat. <laughs> um, so yeah, she showed me how to do a Snapchat, and then I, got the first thing i was like oh look 14 people have seen it and then she was like 140 percent mine i was like oh, well, you know girl and then like at peak snapchatness um it was like 32,000. it's wow. seen my stories on snapchat that's amazing, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible um uh, like i don't really push it as much anymore more like the instagram kind of youtube stuff yeah anyway we, we did that and then i started making videos i just got my first gopro and i was like okay i'm gonna do videos every two weeks one video and then it was every week and then it was twice a week and then now it's twice a week three times a week i'm going down to twice a week now um three times a week if we're well on top of the well well got loads of videos going on like spring this so busy yeah um but i do all my own editing i do all my own filming and we're and it's like I say just in june we just employed someone just to help me and yeah. take over the cows who like he cares for the cows as much as i do and um, which works perfectly um, so i can just jump in and out like whenever which i'm here like 80 percent of the time so 20 for 
farm animals, you need to be here 100%. You need yeah. to be on it. Um, so I'm here at 80. Um, so I've been doing all of it, editing. You know, I'll get be up till like 11, 12 o'clock sometimes. But now I'm so knackered. I fall asleep at like half nine. I'm out like a light. So I just get up at <laughs> I like... I know the feeling. <laughs> yeah, just get up at like three. And then I'll work, edit before milking. Get to the farm at like 10 to six. Sometimes like now it's like about quarter past six because the guys can start milking without me. I used to milk all the cows. So you're in there for five and a half hours. Um, and then just grew it to what it is. Hit. Uh, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, and everyone was a celebration, 5,000, 10,000. I remember hitting 10,000 was the, felt more bigger and more massive than 100,000 because you work so hard for that first yeah, 10,000. Yeah. I don't think people understand, like, it's not easy. Those first, like, 100, I remember watching it from GoPro from 11 to 12. Like, just 11 subscribers to 12. Yes. I was on the phone, I was scraping up, back of the back shed, what we call a showroom, not back shed, showroom now. And it was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. Um, so that's like the like, excitement I get. And then slowly it just grew, 10,000, hit 100,000. It was just amazing. My wife got me balloons. She's like the queen of balloons. <laughs> uh, she loves a balloon. And then now we're hitting like 411,000, I think. Which is amazing. That's amazing. Just yeah. And I guess that kind of reach you have, I'm obviously not quite sure on kind of split of your audience, but you're bringing farming and the realities of farming. It's not all, you know, rainbows and blue skies. No, or no, no, and no. you're bringing it to people in an access way, accessible way. I mean, not everybody has a laptop, but most people have a smartphone which they can watch it on. Yeah, so yeah. it's in some sense, not an easy way to educate people, but it is it is putting the message right to where it kind of needs to be, I guess. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And it's kind of what how people learn. So you've got people like myself learn through visual. You know, I didn't learn sat in a classroom. You know, I was in learning support. Um, there was 10 in my class. You know, the average class is the size of 30. Yeah. There's 10, you know, bottom set. Um, I just didn't get English. I just couldn't put my, my what was in my head down to writing. Maths I could do, I could nail. I was really good. Numbers just make sense. There's one answer at the end of the day. Um, and so visuals and like audio uh, just worked for me. So yeah. it, it, it's just great. And I, for me, can kind of do it. I'm a bit... I'm a bit energetic and a bit kind of, I'm a bit of an idiot. My sister is like dancing. My sister is uh, performing arts kind of based. My brother-in-law's as well. So I probably get that. You know, when we were little, my sister used to dress me up, you know, classic <laughs> younger brother syndrome. And um, then they used to do like do performances and stuff. I, I wasn't in the performances, but like I remember on Sunday nights, I mean, like a Sunday dinner, like the Robbie Williams uh, album used to be always on. <laughs> and then we just used to, everyone used to know. And at, at that album, Robbie Williams just starts talking randomly when it's finished. <laughs> um, yeah, so like, I think like loads of little steps in my life and you look back and you think, ah, oh, it just makes sense. Like if I, didn't meet jo, if I didn't meet Joe, she wouldn't go, oh, you can do something like this. Yeah. And, you know, I've always watched YouTube, I've always done like that. And like I say, it slowly grew. And then obviously what we were chatting about before, sorry, I just crack on it. I just talk about my Goal. life. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just tell me to shut up if so. <laughs> and then obviously that you get your branded content to get through, which is amazing. Used to get a lot more of those. Uh, like, you know, I used to be like, yep, yeah, yeah, I'll do everything. Now you can be a bit more picky, which is really cool. Yeah. So kind of go, okay, well, I'm going to use this product. So I'll crack on. And then uh, the TV stuff came and then the book stuff came and it was just amazing. It's kind of, it's great that I can just kind of tell my story through the book. Yeah. Uh, I say story, there's a bit of my, but it's kind of like what us farmers do from January to December, like a typical dairy farm with a bit of sheep and a bit of stuff. You know, we're not massive. We're not the the best, definitely not. Look at me, I'm covering shit. Um, excuse me again, sorry. Um, and it, it, I think that's why people relate to it. Because but it's more it's, normal, it's yeah, realistic. Yeah, yeah. and that's, yeah. I guess, something we're trying to do is yeah. get the message out there from different perspectives. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's the important, like, hear everyone's story from yeah. first gen to fifth gen. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. Definitely, and it's, I think people 
kind of realism resonates a lot more than you know if you were here dressed in like a shirt and clean wellies yeah. and whatever or a skirt like yeah me. or a skirt like Lizzie <laughs> people would think but you're not doing that every day like yeah. what are you actually doing day to day we want to mm. know you know when are you milking cows what do you do with mucking out what do you do yeah. with your cows people want to know that and there's an appetite for it I think 100% yeah. and that's how I that's generally how I started XYZ this is what happened and then you kind of build into the things like oh every day is not perfect things yeah. go wrong um, oh this did work perfect and I think the big thing for me like one of the day I think it was like two and a half years ago there was a video I just everything went wrong I went to go topping I hit the um, I hit the tether with a topper. I, I was, I, <laughs> it was in this field just on the left. I was just driving down. I'd finished the job. I was like, yeah, I finished it Re on record. And there's reins in it. I hit the rein. The back of the topper hit, ripped the PTO out, snapped everything. I just had it all on film and I put it on. And the other thing I put it on, and I don't try and take stuff out of it, is because if there's a young farmer watching it, like a young person, like, 18, 16, 20, whatever, they'll kind of watch this and go, okay, Tom makes these mistakes as well. Um, I'm not on my own to make a mistake. Yeah, and that definitely. goes back to something else with the whole social media. Like, I think there's a, there was really, probably, it is still there, that a lot of farms are on their own, top of the, top of the hills, you know, sheep, cows, whatever. They don't mm -hmm. see a lot of people. And through social media, it's amazing because they can see these things and go, okay, Tom's doing this with his sheep or, you know, yeah, whoever yeah. on social media. And I think that's the amazing thing through social media that's helped farming in the last five, ten years, that people hopefully have known they're just not alone, you know, yeah. that someone else is there doing stupid things. There's it, a lot of positives, <laughs> isn't there? Yeah, oh, yeah like, loads. helps your mental well-being, you know, you can interact, you're just there at the click of the phone, and it it's nice to kind of connect with different people from different walks of life. Mm. Um, but, I mean, there is negativity as well. Do you oh, get yeah. any trolls? Uh, yeah, so the worst trolls I get in farming, like the way I should be doing stuff and the way I should be doing yeah. that and stuff, well, we do things because it works for us, if you know what I mean. Mm. Um, I do have a bit of trolls doing X, Y, and Z. Some, I've had some videos made about me doing this and, you know, I'm a dairy farmer, classic thing. But it's kind of like you got to live with it as much. I think it used to get to me a little bit more when you're having a bit of a bad day. It's yeah. not the last thing. You, but the worst, everyone will do it. You'll have a bad day and you'll look for the bad comment. I'll have 99 good <laughs> you comments. You want to prove yeah. yourself? Yeah. Like, yeah. I obviously can't. Yeah. Why am I a farmer? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah. They think I shouldn't be. I think I shouldn't be. Yeah. I'm out. I'm leaving. Well, it was like when that picture went out of us and we had all these lovely comments like, oh, these girls are doing amazing, like really breaking barriers. And then there was one comment. It was like, She's like, she wears like what my granny Dresses wears. Like and I was like, <laughs> and you, you didn't look at any of the positive ones. I was like, ones. dude, like, but look at this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at this one. Dude, like a granny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's exactly the same. You know, I'll do X, Y, Z, and then when, oh god, people post about you on forums and going, oh, he does this, he does that, mm. and stuff. I think that's the only bit of trolling. It's kind of like, it, there's probably a little bit of jealousy in it. Um, because obviously my social media's grown, it's yeah, grown. Yeah. It's done things that it's just unreal. I mean, Dad's tanking in a brand new tanker that we got. I say brand new, eighteen months now. Like I was be able, to, I was able to do that yeah. through social media. Like we've got a brand new state of the art shed. I was be able to do that through social media. Um, so it's like your diversification, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Mm. You know, we are mad for it already. You know, with raw milk. Uh, my granddad and my great uncle, whose house is just behind us. Um, they started the doorstep deliveries you know they started it and then my dad took over obviously and then i'm taking over then we've want to do the farm shop the raw milk you know yeah. anything that can be a bit different straight to consumer is the big one for me you know miss out these middlemen that was taking all the margin out of it and not really doing as much farming yeah you know there's a lot of pain in the ass to do that bit I mean, you've got to go for a lot of hoops but we just think it's the right way for us you know yeah. um, i think it's hard because in the 
farmers are kind of told almost, and there's been some stuff recently said, you just need to stand up to supermarkets and, yeah. and things like that. It's really hard to, I know they don't kind of get what it's like to be on a farm day in, day out and dealing with that kind of supply chain pressure. But as like the direct consumer, I think if everybody could do it, it would yeah. be amazing and completely like flood the market that side yeah. and then almost let the rest of the supply chain think, oh, we did have a good thing there with our suppliers and, and mm -hmm. British farmers, but it's a really tricky thing and, and farmers are over a barrel a bit sometimes yeah. really. And Yeah, I, let's be honest, you've nailed it in the head. I'm in a very fortunate position. I've got Liverpool St. Anne's two minutes away. We're on the Fowl Coast. We've got Blackpool two minutes away. We're just off the end of You know, it's, it works out all right. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's a bit of graft. Um, we're very fortunate. We, the people we're chatting about in the hill just sell to the market. They're kind of going to the market. And you could go against the supermarkets and you could kind of go, okay, no one sell. Everyone kind of hold back. But then it just takes one person who is struggling. Every time the milkshake comes in, they pay the feed bill, they pay this, they pay that, but they, yeah. they can't hold it back. Yeah. You know, they need to, they're on a treadmill. You know, very, it's just the way that they are. Um, and it just takes one or two to go, okay, well, I need that money, so I'll just Definitely. sell it. The price has gone up a little bit, and then it just floods again. Definitely. You know, that's just how it works. It, it, I don't know the solution to it, but things have just changed at the moment. Price of stuff's going up. They're talking about a, few, few, uh, a milk shortage or whatever, so milk might go up even more, meat might go up even more, uh, but then fertiliser prices through the roof. Yeah feed crosser through the roof wheat's yeah. good you know it's it, it's interesting because i i mean i'm not sure what your dinner table like is on an evening but we have the same conversations pretty much every night and we often talk about oh well let's all just not sell anything and then you think well that's not going to work and then we talk about prices and actually doing our sums at home this could be almost the worst margin year we've had yeah, yeah, yeah. for a long time even though the kind of headlines are wheat prices up lamb prices are really strong yeah. sheep yeah, prices yeah. are strong but there's a bigger picture than just that, what you sell it for, yeah, yeah. Um, which is something you've really got to, to balance, I well, guess. Well, what did we have a conversation about over dinner last night was, have you seen on Twitter the Laminomics? Yeah. And it was this Lego lamb that cost £30. It was like, we were having a discussion about how, how do you feel, like, how do I feel? How would I feel paying that? Yeah. And how do you feel from a farming perspective? Yeah. Is that reasonable? Is it not? It's just a huge kind of divide yeah. sometimes, and isn't we, it? We kind of like almost compared it to if you get a lamb box you can get half a lamb for 60 70 quid so you think okay so they're selling direct look who you've cut out there yeah. the supermarket and it's much more affordable but one thing i think's massive in this country is food wastage and yeah. if people yeah knew and that isn't meant to sound that they're ignorant at all but if people knew like cheap a cheap cut of lamb or a cheap cut of beef cook it slowly done you don't have to go for the really you know common expensive cut use your leftovers and, and be enterprising with the kind of food you've got but i mean it's easy for me to say that because yeah i was just gonna I've say bit of devil's that. avocado what you yeah. could do or you could say to that is though like both households both parents are working you know i guess you could put it in the morning do x y and z but i know what i'm like when i'm finishing the day Life doesn't work like that no yeah. it's all about like half an hour food it takes it longer than half an hour during a Monday and Friday, yeah, it's just yeah. too long. You know, I don't get into half six. Definitely. But I guess Joe's there, very fortunate, so she can do it. But it, like, people need to work, so it, it's it's a difficult one. I don't know the answer. Kind no. of when I see it, the prices should increase, but then the less people are going to buy it because it's more expensive. It, yeah. And then they can buy it from Europe where it's cheaper, and then even further afield. Uh, we're in a world market, so we've got to kind of stay close to New Zealand, if they mm -hmm. can get New Zealand lamb in our supermarkets cheaper than we can produce it, there's a bad job really, isn't it? Definitely.
Definitely. Couldn't agree more. Okay, so we've got some big news <gasps> coming up for series three. Oh, here we go. We're going to go just from a podcast to a full YouTube series. Okay, cool. So we're super excited about yes. that. So we've got lots and lots of planned visits Tour to farms. Touring the country. Touring the country. Yes. Getting nice. me doing some things out on my heels, which yeah. will be exciting. Amazing. But if you had three top tips for anybody who wanted to start a YouTube channel or social media, what would you give them? Um, first one is just film film what you're going to do my first video is rubbish you're never going to learn your first 10 videos are probably going to be rubbish uh filming is uh, be consistent i think that's the big one you guys are obviously going to be consistent being uh, like series three I, I found that and i make my videos monday to friday monday and fridays people are like, oh why is that you know is it the algorithm it just works around my life yeah you know yeah. if something goes wrong i can film something on a monday crack on and a friday it just works yeah and then my third one is just classic. Just enjoy it because if you don't enjoy it, it will come across and it'll be rubbish. Yeah, sorry to be so frank. Boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I, I really enjoy farming. I'm mad for it. I love it, um, and hopefully that comes across with it. You know, and I just like having a laugh. I'm not that serious. The odd occasion we do get it, um, but it's just my personality. Just be your personality. Enjoy you doing what you're doing, and it should crack on. If it doesn't, you can't have done it anymore. You know. And exactly. you're obviously, you've mentioned you're a fan of boots and heels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> are you team boots or team heels? Right, yeah, so I've listened to this. I did say <laughs> I've got a little bit of a beef to... You've got to choose one. You can't do... And oh. ben, Andrews, ben Andrews choosing trainers. That's not right. <laughs> um, so, probably boots because I'm never happy when I'm just covered in muck. You know, I, I like getting involved and I like yeah. getting my hands dirty and that's when I'm probably happier. So I'm team boots. Oh, the right way. <laughs> At least who picked one. Yeah. Picked one. That's one to add to your list. Yeah. We'll give you that. My leaderboard. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks, Tom. Should yeah. we look around the farm yeah. and yeah, get stuck great. in? Yeah. Perfect. Cool. Whilst looking around the farm, we also caught up with Tom about his latest book and new TV show. Tell us a little bit about your new TV show. Yes, yeah, so Super Duper Exciting. It's coming out on BBC Three, uh, 9th of February, I think. Oh, that's B soon. Yeah, yeah, so soon. Uh, BBC Three is going back on terrestrial TV on the 1st of Feb. And then I, thankfully, was got involved in it. They asked me to kind of be a presenter of my own TV programme. It's all, it's called the Fast and Farm Rush. It's four nations against each other. We've got the qualifiers, semis and finals, mm -hmm. and it's three challenges in each episode and they've kind of got to either race each other or show some kind of skill it's all about like high energy loads of entertainment it's unreal so it's like top gear but in a competition way and it's super duper exciting and the characters there are just unreal um, we've got ages from 18 to 24 so it's quite young farmers so it's all about that like, young demographic kind of again trying to get out of the old guy farmer flat cat stick with a dog next to him so these young farmers are kind of showing their skills and their way of doing things and how to do it and it's amazing it's really diverse it's got females and males there's a pink tractor which is always pretty cool um, <laughs> but yeah that sounds was, really fun yeah definitely yeah. so um how did how did they find you was it from the youtube kind of side of things and that's how it came about or yeah 100 percent. so they obviously found that i'm a little bit of an idiot on social media we've got tractors i'm always flying about you know i've pretty much there on that high energy kind of bulb. So they were like, oh, we'll give you a go. They did a pilot 18 months ago. And then in 
summer this year in July, just after I got married, uh, got flown to Ireland to film this TV program. And yeah, and they thought I was a fit. Everyone seems to think I did a good job. Fingers crossed it comes out and everyone enjoys it. Amazing, Perfect. and not only TV show, but book as well. Yeah, <laughs> so, oh yeah, that mental. Last, I think last January, 2021, I got approached, was like, oh, do you want to do this? And obviously I struggle with dyslexia pretty hard. Um, so writing down is really difficult. So we found a way that I could write a book in my way. So a lot of voice memos, a lot of FaceTime, a lot of Zooms, and I could kind of do it that way. Um, I had a ghostwriter who was amazing. He came to the farm, he's from Brighton. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he came to the farm, he farmed with me. He kind of learned what I am like. And it's like a farming year, so it's from January to December. What we do on the dairy farm, we a little bit of sheep, bit of farm shopness, and then my stories of me growing up when I was little and how I kind of evolved and the guy I am. Um, but kind of show the true, real farming ways in a book. Perfect. So I feel like whatever floats your boat, TV, YouTube, book, it's done. Yeah. yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you would not be saying that if you saw me at like 15 years old. Um, it's amazing how things change. So thank you so much again, Tom. Thank you very much for having me. What a day. Oh my gosh. Out and about, I've got cow poo all over me. But yeah, I'm so, so thrilled with that, Bex. Uh, I mean, what a day, but what a series as well. It's just been absolutely fantastic. We've definitely learnt stuff. I hope you as listeners have learnt stuff. And, well, hopefully you're excited for Series 3 as well. Yep, can't believe it's over Series 2. But as you heard, Series 3 will be a video series. We will be up and down the country visiting lots of different exciting places. And, yeah, get ready for some more blooper funny moments. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. As always, please give us a like and a follow to stay up to date with everything on social media. And we always love to hear your feedback. So, yeah. Thanks again to everybody who has listened to Series 2. We will be putting out some little teasers for Series 3, so keep an eye out. Bye for now. Bye.